0: Back Chat Podcast. EU banter for pros by pros. All right, all right, everybody. Welcome once again to the Back Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Pyrotechnics Young, and I'm joined by a couple of members of Fnatic in their house. This is a special top lane edition, so we've got none other than the legendary Fnatic top laner. It is Soaz. How's it going, man?
1: Hello. Good. What about you?
0: I'm doing well. Uh, Also joined by your jungler, Broxa. How are you, man? Doing pretty well. Awesome. Yeah, it was a good start to this morning. I, I feel like I got a lot of cardio in. We had to climb about five flights of stairs to get up to your house. Uh, you guys must be in really good shape. Yeah, the the lift is helping quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> that thing didn't look like it was going to support our equipment, so we went the long way around. <laughs>
2: yeah, the stairs is probably the safest way. The lift is, uh, it's not really optimal.
0: It's, it's an
1: old one. It's an old one.
0: Yeah, it looks it uh, <laughs> looks a little a little rickety. I wasn't going to trust it. Uh, a lot of those older at least you guys have a lift my my uh, apartment building was built in like the 1800s so they didn't have elevators back then it t- turns out so i had to walk all the way every time so at least another way to get in shape
1: yeah especially you guys probably out to get the equipment and stuff so lift was pretty small for it so
0: yeah not not quite so good but hey it's cool you guys have a nice spot it's like a roof view and everything yep. uh, unlike when i was at the unicorn's house last week someone was just banging on the f- their ceiling, the floor above. At least we don't have to worry about that this time unless you guys don't get that, do you?
1: No, there's someone on uh, on the roof like a few days ago because it was had uh, to fix the internet because there's the a cable like that go outside the house like near the roof or something. So Oh, yeah, well, it's I guess you do get people up yeah, there. Yeah. I don't ask questions, you know. It was Apparently yeah. it's pretty complicated for the internet here, so
0: I try not to worry about those things either. I just like to talk about <laughs> video games and let everything else in life happen. So that's pretty easy. Uh Broxy, you're coming in. Uh you've been in this this house at least for a little while now. Uh did you live in a, a similar place with the Fnatic Academy team?
2: Um yeah, the Academy team has um their own house as well. Um it's just a bit further away. Like the challenger team has to take a bus for like Five minutes, um, but it's nothing bad. Whereas the this house is like really close to the office. The office is just at the other side of the street.
1: You, you should have say just run to the office in the morning instead of saying five minute bus. It sounds better. <laughs> you guys
0: got an image to keep up, right? Well, I mean, oh. I mean, everybody, Broxa, everyone's got to be looking at you, thinking you're one of the most, uh, you know, fit guys in the <laughs> LCS, right?
2: <laughs> I guess maybe.
0: Well, at least uh, everyone's been C- on C- a health Caps lately. Caps is competing. Yeah, yeah. He's getting there. Yeah, he's getting, he's he's
2: so. getting fit. I think soon, uh, soon, soon the orgy yeah, yeah. mode will be there when Caps is on stage as well. Yeah, wait till summer split. But all the, the Fnatic second, members
0: come on stage, and it's just like yeah, the everyone's second shredded.
2: the second Twitch yet sees uh, Caps next split, uh, whew, it will be crazy. Oh, I can't wait for He's that! He's gonna be a big boy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> give him, uh, give him some of the the hearty Danish food, right? Yeah, exactly. Caps was coming back earlier before we started recording, and he actually <laughs> slept
1: in the office. How does what happened it, there? It is the first time that it's happened. I've no um Jesse wrote in the Skype chat yesterday that he took the keys and we might have to open to cabs. But I don't, I don't know what happened there. Maybe he just went to the office until four, or five. Like it really did, don't happen. Like he just come back around like two with Jesse or something. But, but, but Jesse wanted to come back yeah. earlier, no? The,
2: the thing is, we always have to coordinate it because there's so few keys, and cabs probably went back went back so late that he didn't want to wake anyone up. So he just decided to sleep at the office and I woke up at like, like 8, we have uh, rooms beside each other and I didn't understand where he was because he always sleeps like at least a few hours more than me because he goes to bed later but he was just gone um, but then here yeah, an so hour ago like... or something we found out that he just slept at the office.
1: <laughs> you were you like oh Caps woke up at 8 and just went to the gym?
2: No I, <laughs> I actually thought he just Play it all night. Well, uh, at least he got a bit of sleep.
1: Does that happen though? Sometimes you
0: guys stay up all night playing.
1: Uh, it happens to, it used to happen to him. So we had to like stop him from playing league actually. yeah, to it give would, him a curfew? That, no, but especially like since now that we have the office, it's not as bad because, you know, he just uh, come back earlier and stuff. But before we used to have the PCs on there that we are right now up here so it he will he, like 5 meters away so he will just he will just try to play as long as he could so yeah we well, had to to refrain him from playing too much league I we suppose from, it's better
0: than the other way around
1: <laughs> yeah okay, well. it depends like What's the quality of
0: your solo cues, I guess? <laughs> that's true. Usually about that time of night, uh, that's when I start feeding my face off. I, I say, I want it on the record that that's yeah. when it starts. We, we, we don't want him dying to
1: wolves too many times.
0: <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about how you guys play together too, since obviously there's quite an experience gap. Broxy, you're coming in relatively new and you're playing with you know, kind of a legendary top laner. We're talking about top lane week. How is it like playing with SOS?
2: It's pretty fun being able to play with some of the old school players because obviously I've been playing the game for a lot of time as well and I used to watch a lot of the pro leagues and like season 2, season 3 and back then it was like Fnatic where were we run a really big team so uh, obviously Soos is one of the guys I looked up to back then. Same goes for Reckless and also Jesses. Um, so it's pretty funny like having three of the old school players that has all played at Worlds um, have a lot of experience being able to play alongside them. And for Soas specifically, it was, it was pretty cool to play with him because um, it, it didn't really require anything to get synergy going. It just felt like it was there from the beginning. Whereas usually it takes a bit of time as a jungler to get used to your laners. But Soas just, he, he tells what he wants. So it's pretty easy for me to do my job when I want to help him out.
1: Wow, easy slot. Really in. De- really demanding.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you just, you just call for the gank? He comes up there, you get the kill and like wipe your hands, go
1: next? Uh, I, I think it's a bit complicated because sometimes, even though it's your lane, you might not see it because of like maybe the champion that they have or whatever. Because sometimes, let's say you have a wave at your turret or, on on top, and like you pretty much have to catch it. And it's like sometimes he just ganks alone, you know, with just me catching the wave. And sometimes you kill him, sometimes you just make him go to one HP and make him TP back. So there's like bill, there's like millions of of, of scenarios or that you can do really on, on any single lane, right? So it's just about knowing what you can possibly do at the moment. I think he's, he's pretty good at that. Nice. Do you think it's really
0: important, especially these days with the way the meta is, to kind of try and snowball top? We've seen more carry top laners kind of enter. We've seen carry junglers. Roxy, you've been honestly pretty well known for your Lee Sin too. So do you think that's like that's a very important thing to focus on the top lane this
1: time? Well, for the, the past month, it used to be more like if you play carry jungler you have to play tank top and if you play carry top laner you need to either play a tank jungler, not so much right now or an early game jungler that can help you out like listen elise stuff like that it's much harder to play carry top and graves for example or Kazix. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't play you know, like
2: i think the meta has changed a lot since um like just a few months ago because um like for example when i started on the challenger team around the start of December or something I had to play around mid every game because everything like happened around mid lane back then and if you had the winning mid lane then you would more or less win the game whereas now you have options on all lanes you can play around whatever lane you want depending on the team comp Um, and I think that's really nice because obviously as a top laner you shouldn't have to just play a tank and afk farm every game um, and just look for TP's like now. There's a lot of also as a jungler. Like I have more options, and I can look into top lane rather than most of the time just ignoring it.
0: Yeah, oh, you're telling I me I've been the, doing it wrong.
1: I'm yeah. AFK farming every game. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think the game evolved not so much like not because of uh, patches or whatever, but just because of the meta. You need like a certain time to adapt, and and people start having like new ideas. For example, you know, Raptor start for jungler. It's something for jungler, right? But it changed quite some things about top lane too for 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 us, for example. You just have to adapt to like whatever your team is doing as well. So it just changed a few things and, and it used to like since when the meta this meta started, it was like yeah, it doesn't, top lane was not getting much attention, but then it was much more like, yeah, at level three, if you'll come top, then you'll most likely get a kill, you know? No, it's not so much higher, not like this anymore, but there's still possibilities, and it depends on what champions too, obviously, but yeah.
0: There's a lot more action up there. You know, you see things like Renekton starting to come back. How big do you think uh, IM had an impact in like changing the European meta? Because it seemed like everyone started picking up picks from there.
1: I guess it changed. It changed f- for the team that was at IM from Europe. Like they, since I guess they got some screams going on, and they had to adapt. You know, when you play a tournament, like any tournament really, there's like a specific meta in this tournament. Like for example, Worlds, there's like a specific meta at Worlds, right? and people start adapting from there like the screams they play at walls with the teams that, he, that are playing there then you have to adapt every game so there's like a specific meta to tournaments really and then you 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 pick up from there if it, it was am, right so there's like they have to practice right after they don't have a break at walls. like there's just specific meta from there and then you have your break right it's just mm-hmm. it's just over right um, but yeah at IAM they definitely picked up a few things at least the the team that play there from what I've seen and then us playing against them we just decide like we think this is good this maybe not you know we just try to adapt to to what they're doing
0: so things kind of happen very slowly and and you see the teams that are playing there adapting but then yourself you're deciding what's good and what isn't for yourself uh, on that kind of stage but broxa for you you Played obviously at different levels for a while, regional leagues, then challenger. Now you're on the LCS stage. When you played in those lower leagues, was that also kind of the case? If teams went off and played in one tournament, you'd see them change a little bit for the next time. Um. Oh, there's the doorbell. <laughs> <laughs> well, well,
2: obviously that um, a bit of impact. Like, I think the national leagues are trying to copy what is being done in the in like the big leagues to an extent, but. People don't care as much about the meta and have the weird pocket picks. Like more often than an LCS random picks just come out out of nowhere. Sometimes it ends up, in, it ends up good. Sometimes not. But um, I mean, it's kind of the same thing. Um, all uh, competitive league players just look at the at the big tournaments, the big games, and try to copy what is being done.
0: Random pocket picks. You mean like um, hold on, uh, Italy? No, uh, for example. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you did pretty well on it, so I guess you can't really take it away from you. Yeah, what's all right? <laughs> Worked out. Uh, I'm sure with the way you guys have been practicing, you're probably cooking up a lot of new and interesting picks. When I when I spoke to the unicorns last week, they kind of said about as much. They actually had a big board of like
1: all of their, all of, all of their potential things. I think they might have been a little outdated. Um, um, about our new picks, I don't know. I guess it it depends of players and teams. Uh, some teams might just want to play more meta than like players it, it depends about open-minded you are to new picks really or new strategy it just depends well and then For you example, guys always if you have... look at g2 right now they are like they they really much want to play by the book you know in terms of like either draft or or just gameplay overall you know
0: yeah that makes sense and then you know it seems like as long as they're still dictating the best way to play, in air quotes, you know, over in Europe, it might not always change, but if you guys are able to come up with something, or any team is able to come up with something that does a little better, then I guess that slightly starts to shift the meta.
1: I think they are doing that because it's probably the strategy that have the that have the less flaws, but also the strategy that doesn't have, like, the most, that cannot get, like, the most advantage, you know? Because if you do that, you're just not going to make much mistakes, so it's just harder to capitalize on, on, on you, but by doing that, you're not also making much plays, so you just want to have, like, a, a 50-50 early game, sort of, or try to at least, and then just just try to be better later.
0: suppose it definitely can't be too bad if you at least survive out of that early lane. Uh, okay, so let's change direction a little bit, uh, because I want to talk more about you guys as you know jungle top duo uh, and other players you might have played with in that capacity. I wanna throw you on the spot here really quick, Paul, because have you, I wanna say, who is the best jungler you have played with, in your opinion?
1: Like, why? what would made them so good? Was it was it this guy right next to you? <laughs> I think it's a uh, hard question because it depends on the time obviously you played, it, so it's impossible like to compare. Meta changes like every month for, like sort of something like this, right? So it's impossible for me to compare um, like for example Cyanide and Boxer or Amazing or stuff like that because it was uh, every time at a different time, right? Uh, if you tell me about about individual skill, I think right now, obviously, every player is uh, evolving sort of, you know, like they're like, becoming better and better individually, right? So I think in terms of individual skill, like Amazing and Brox are like pretty comparable. Cyanide wasn't like known for his like individual skill, for example. He was like much more of a, a team player and just helping others and stuff like that. So it depends about like what you're targeting when you say like, Better player, right? Yeah, that's fair. You you can't just break
0: it down into something really simple. You have to talk about the specifics. How about what kind of unlocks your play style or your preferred play style as a top laner? What what does a jungler need to do to bring that kind of thing out in you?
1: For me, it's it's much more about uh, playing accordingly to what's the plan from like level one, sort of. You know, like if you're if you're being played away from your jungler, then you pretty much have to think a lot more about, like, y- your wave control, not dying, like, at what time enemy jungler can possibly gank you, where do you think he started, all, the- all this kind of stuff. So if you're being played away, like, just try to play smart and avoid dying, like, worst case, using flash. Not dying's usually good, in my experience. And if if your jungle wants to play around you, it's pretty much the same thing. Like, you have to think, yeah, his enemy... Enemy jungler gonna cover him when you try to gank him. Not not being like too obvious of like what's your plan or what your what you want to do, try to get good trades. And yeah, if, if your jungle is not there, like even if you go for like a 60-40 winning trades, then it's not even worth it, right? Because because your jungle is not gonna be there and even though you win the trade. Then enemy jungler might be there, so it's like so it doesn't actually matter that you you want to trade, right? So it it's just about being just playing smart, really. Making at sure at you see what's on the map. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> trying trying is definitely important. Uh, for Broxley like you know, obviously you say there's a lot of options right now. You can try to focus on several different lanes all over the place, but it it must be so much harder to try and focus on three lanes rather than just you know yours and where you can possibly TP to.
1: Four lanes. Oh In yeah, to focus on your jungle camps,
0: yeah, <laughs> and and the opponent's jungle camps, right? <laughs> yeah, um,
2: but I mean it depends a bit because we usually have a plan going into the game, so I I know before the game starts where I want to focus and. Since I know like how I should play around the different lanes, it doesn't matter too much which I'm playing around. But coming into the game, we always talk about which lane I should focus, um, so we know what's going to happen. Um, and that makes my job a bit easier, because I know what to do, and then in the game we figure out exactly how it's done. Like we have a game plan, and then sometimes the plan changes, and we figure out on the spot like how we're going to make the plan work. And sometimes it's just easy to figure out.
0: Just follow the plan and things work out. Is that how you guys do things outside the game as well? Do you kind of make a plan? Oh, we're gonna to go to the gym together and then have like this many reps of this things, and then everything just works out better for you. I mean, <laughs> <laughs>
2: depends a bit. Like sometimes we we plan stuff. Sometimes we just like for example yesterday we randomly went out eating together. Like sometimes it just happens.
0: Do you guys do you guys actually spend a lot of time uh, hanging out? Just in general, maybe even as a whole team, but just you two specifically.
2: We're together as a team a lot during the day. So um we're mostly together like if there's team stuff or that kind of stuff, because obviously sometimes you want alone time and we our sleep schedules are a bit different. I wake up a bit earlier than Source does. So for example I go to gym earlier um, than he does, and then around the time I'm done, he goes. Um but, but like usually after scrims or in between scrims, we can do stuff together, we can Go eat, watch a movie, whatever it could be.
0: It's nice that you guys can get some free time. I know it, it's hard as a pro gamer to keep up with everything you have to do. You've got practice, you've got to keep yourself healthy, you've got to do team activities. There's sponsor stuff, especially for a big name like Fnatic. It's nice to hear that you can get out and do some other things in your time.
2: Yeah, like that's why sometimes it's nice to have some alone time. Like if we if scrims end early, for example, for some reason, it's nice to like be able to relax a bit, um, just sit, uh, play some solo queue, watch a series listen to music, like whatever, just
0: relax a bit for yourself. Take some chill time. Speaking of, uh, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Okay, so you guys have a little bit of time in between all of your training to do other things. How about other games? Do you play uh, any other titles, competitive or just casual?
2: What do you play? I, I used to play um, World of Warcraft when I was younger and I played it a lot and I played it very competitively um, and then I played some Counter-Strike as well like CSGO but I was pretty bad so uh, I, I couldn't be too competitive because then I would be mad at myself all oh, the time for being you, too bad at the game.
0: You gotta be lying there, I've I, everyone who's Danish is good at Counter-Strike, I've watched so many competitions, come on man.
2: Uh, I, I guess I'm a bit special when it comes to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a bit better at the fantasy games, I guess. League of Legends, World of Warcraft, that kind of stuff. Um, Fair enough. But what's I mean? Currently, I mostly play League of Legends, and then sometimes a bit of Hearthstone, but not too much.
0: Hey, we got to get around those long queue times sometimes. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> good queue time game.
0: Definitely nice. Big thumbs up. Uh, so how about
1: how about you? Are you playing any other games in your free time? Right now, at the moment, I play some H1Z1. Yeah, h one and, and League Ready. I used to play a bit of CSGO, uh not too much, now. I mean I don't I don't play it anymore, but like before last walls, like after the season stopped, I was playing more CSGO. Now I play a bit of h one and, and League Ready. That's that's pretty much it.
0: When you were when you were playing CS how how far did you go? How how good did you rank?
1: Uh I got I got global for a short time and but I, I I didn't play much, so most of my time I was uh, Supreme. Ah, still not too bad. Work a little harder at it, maybe you can try out for the uh, for the CS:GO squad, right? Yeah, but now it's like if you if you play uh, casually, ladder CS:GO, it's like there's too many cheaters, so it's kind of hard to keep it going. Nah, like it's really really annoying. Like you cannot one game out of two, there's gonna be someone spinballing. So it's just yeah, a lot more than there is. I don't know me, if it's still the case, but back like few months ago, it was. It was the case, so it was like, actually stopped mostly because of this.
0: <laughs> oh, well, I guess that's, that's a good indication to kind of get rid of people doing that stuff. But that's cool to know that you guys play a little bit of other games in your time. Yeah, I've noticed just like pretty much every pro gaming house I've been in, there's a, a very functional chess board right on the top. Are you guys playing a lot of chess
1: too? Uh, not so much right now, because when we, had the, when we didn't have the office and we are playing from the house, when we have a, when we had a small break we would have a, this little chess tournament sort of where people would just play each other uh, in chess uh, now since we have the office we we just keep the, the chessboard here so we don't play it as much but if we play chess uh, from the office we just like play through like websites but yeah it, we are not like anywhere like good at it uh, it's pretty similar games every time we, we we play against each other yeah i mean it, it, i think it's uh it's a fun thing because it's like competitive it's a, it's competitive sort of and yeah it's it's just fun to play one v one right it's uh, a good way to maybe take your mind off some of the other games
0: and to play on something that keeps your brain still sharpened i noticed a lot of lcs players kind of feel the same way yeah, I actually think it's one of the
2: fun differences um, between the challenger and LCS team because, like, I came from the challenger team where people always watched series or YouTube or wh- whatever and breaks, and then I come to the LCS team, and one of the first things I notice is that everyone plays chess all the time. <laughs> like, in, in every time there's a chance, people are either um, playing on the board or playing on the computer, like playing chess, and it's just everyone. So suddenly I am like I was the only one not playing chess, which was pretty funny because obviously that's not something I expected. Like, but everyone here just going crazy about the chess and playing each other, playing people online and all that kind of stuff.
0: It gives a new mention to when we talk about LCS games, kind of feeling like chess matches. I guess there's something behind that after all.
2: Yeah, I mean people here are definitely on the chess hype train. That's for sure.
0: I'm gonna try to convince them to play Go. I've been playing that mostly on my phone, but. Uh, everybody's more interested in this
1: these days. Yeah, but it's, it's really, like, casual and it's quick and easy, right? So it's good if if you have a short break, like, if you have a half an hour break, you know, you can just play a bit of chess. Uh, If you want to, like, have some food in the meantime as well, like, you know, you can't, like, just play a soccer game and have to eat and... And just be ready for screams in like half an hour, right? So we just maybe play a few games of chess and then eat and be ready for the second scream set. And
0: All right, so Broxa, we've talked a fair amount about Soaz and his history as a player, and I want to get a little bit more of the the inside Broxa story. Like, what was what was the kind of thing you were known for when you when you were first getting started um, on, on the academy squad? I guess
2: I think I was mainly known for actually there was three different things I was known for. Um, some was good, some not so much. <laughs> Um, like like first of all, I've always been known for being very aggressive. Like I really want to just go ham and be in the enemy jungler's face and sounds like a good thing. Try to punish him. And then when I got onto the academy team, my image changed a bit, and I started getting trolled one more, more due to a, a decent amount of missed smites in the qualifier games. Mm. Um, like um, I never really had any problems with smites before, but for some reason I kept missing the the 50 smites in the in the qualifier, and especially Coops, the challenger coach, and Clive were very good at teasing me about it on Twitter, making sure everyone knew about it. It was pretty hard to let that one go. So like on social, social media and my solo queue games, I was being called Brooks Vicious all the time at a point. <laughs> well, that's a throwback. Now, 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 now it doesn't happen. Too much anymore, luckily. Um, I mean, who knows, maybe it will return at some point when I miss the smite and yes, it's kind of unavoidable, but uh, for now it's pretty good. And then um, also when I started playing for the challenger team, I was told just to like only focus mid lane. Uh, actually, I was literally told, okay, Broxer, what are you going to do this game? And then I had to say, flash mid level 3 or he wouldn't be happy about me. So every game I would just do buff, wolves, buff. And I would go mid and either we kill him level 3 or we burn both of his summoners. And that was the game plan for a couple of months. Every time I just make sure my mid laner gets ahead and then we take it from there.
0: Game plan even then. Well, I guess it worked out. Did you, do you think you got, became a, a better player because of you know all the constant... Uh... People telling you exactly where you were doing these things.
2: I think it was pretty good in the beginning to have someone to tell me, like at least at the like the, the early game, just to tell me exactly what to do, because then it's pretty easy for me to like adapt. Kind of, it's it's very different to be a, a competitive jungler comparing to solo queue. Um, so there's a lot to learn, and I think it, it helped me a lot. Obviously, it's not like after a while, it's kind of obvious what I'm gonna do if I just flash mid level three every game. Um, but back then, it worked pretty well. <laughs>
0: I'm glad you were able to get something out of it for sure <laughs> obviously we, we keep coming back to it but you're the newer player on the team when you joined the main squad did they have some kind of you know special welcoming initiation ceremony for you some kind of like secret shadowy thing where everyone was wearing you know robes and stuff and chanting
2: something like that we we went out to eat I think uh, <laughs> it's pretty close uh, I know yeah, right? same thing right yeah but um like there's a cafe nearby where when I came here we we went there all the time. Like I remember the first, like the first days. I think um, we went there like both for lunch and dinner, like a few days in a row. Well, obviously now it's different because we have a cook, but um, like we just went out eating together, talking together. I got to know the guys a bit more than I knew already. Like obviously we play, like the CS team and LCS teams play from the same office, so I already knew them a bit. So. That's helped a bit with the transition.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. You mentioned in your interview the other week that it was pretty easy for you to kind of slot into the team, and you know, it sounded like you had some pretty instant synergy with SOAS and the rest of the guys. Looking forward to see how it goes in the coming weeks.
2: Yeah, I think um, it wasn't the hardest transition. Like it makes it easier when when you're able to talk to each other for a few months before. So,
0: I want to talk about some fun SOAS history stuff because I think throughout your history, there's been a lot of things that you know been associated with. Your name, your play, but one of the ones that always stands out in my mind is whenever you get jumped on by two or three guys and you teleport somehow every time completing the channel and getting back to like your inner tower or your base. How do you always pull
1: that off? I don't know, like if I'm like really known for this or whatever, but I think it only happened like two or two times, may maybe competitively, maybe three, like maximum. It just it's not something that like you're planning for, you know? It was just like, for example, at walls, it, it was like a big slow pushing wave or... Like the meta was like really different back then, right? So you don't wanna like... If, I, if the to- enemy top laner will have like really big slow pushing wave towards you, then enemy bot lane will recall and come at your t- t- tier two and take your threat and deny you the big wave, right? So, I, I don't really wanted that to happen. And my jungler wasn't nearby, and enemy jungler was like in or topside jungle and ganking me f- like from behind. So, I was just trying to contest the wave, and then I got ganked, and it just happened like this, you know? It wasn't like anything planned or like just looking at it now, it was probably not even worth it to like use TP for it, you know? Maybe it was better to die. Arguably because if if it's Fiora that actually get the kill then it's actually not worth it. But yeah, it's it's arguable and I don't, I don't think there's like anything like really fancy or, or good about it. It just it just happened, you know.
0: I suppose sometimes these things do just happen, but I don't really see them happen on a lot of other top laners. You're definitely one of the
1: more flashy guys throughout history. I don't I don't think my playstyle or what I've achieved or anything during like my career was much flashy. I just uh I don't know. I, th- I think I'm like just a normal top laner, sort of. It's it's a bit the same if you look at uh, Odhamne or Oi plays. It's like it's not it's not like a, a flash. He's a really good top laner, but he's not like a, a flashy top laner. Right? He don't get acknowledged to to being flashy or or, or whatever. Right? I believe for me, it's uh like for my my carries have been pretty much the same thing.
0: Uh, Brock said, do you do you agree with that? Do you?
1: Think all, all the time you, you've watched Soaz and now playing with him
0: that he you know just more of a workhorse than he is a flashy player.
2: I mean it depends a bit because I think he can he can take a lot of different roles like he can be just a stable top laner just sitting there farming um, as a tank or whatever, or he can be put on carry top laners and really like wanting to just go in and like make sure to punish the enemy top laner. Um, it depends a lot on what champion he plays though But, but on, on some of the more mechanically top laners I believe he can make those flashy plays happen I, I've seen it quite a few times
1: uh, I guess it depends on the champions <laughs> yeah, It
2: depends a lot on the champion Like obviously it's it looks better if you make a sick play on Fiora Rather than yeah. Nautilus
1: Yeah <laughs>
0: But you've had a lot of interesting champions overall. I mean, did, what? I can't remember what season this was. Didn't you play like Lulu Top and stuff too?
1: Yeah, I played a lot of Lulu. It, it, it was actually pretty funny because I remember I, I used to play a lot of Lulu in Europe or something and I, not many play, people would play it. And at some point, I think it was, I can't remember if it was like, at the time it was like a popular korean top laner and he played it too and then it just started going on from there and at worlds we we were playing it but we didn't have a success uh, as a team really and i got flamed a lot for it but people just like kept playing Lulu, like Lulu into Gnar or Kennen or stuff like that. And it was like, back then it was pretty good. Even though your lane might not be as good, it was like in terms of scaling back then, Lulu was insane, especially that AD carry was uh, at a pretty good role compared to now. So it was really good. If, if you're actually like playing really well as a team, I, I believe it was pretty broken. But at the time that we played it, I didn't consider that we are like really good as a team. One other thing I wanted to ask about, because this is still
0: a, a top lane focus thing, and we're trying to be educational here uh, in Europe especially. <laughs> do you have any tips or tricks for you know somebody trying to get, get good at top lane? Uh, this is
1: maybe secretly
0: for me, but for <sighs> everyone in general.
1: Well, I think it's hard because uh, like you have to differentiate competitive to solo queue, right? So I guess if you, if you ask that, it's probably for solo queue. I don't think I'm the best uh, solo queue player at all, so it will be pretty hard for me to like give advices to for for solo queue players because it can be like completely random. You know, in in solo queue, you can be down like zero one, and then you just go randomly roam on the map and then you get you picked up a few kills on on talon or whatever and then you just carry the game from there i have no i I guess you just play yeah you need to play accordingly and 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 play sort of play safer in solo queue maybe because it's much more about uh mental strain rather than anything else so yeah i i don't really know what, what solo queue advice i could give for for top lane, just like knowing your limits, play champions that you're comfortable
0: on. Oh, I heard that in the background. Kubz Kubz said, uh, I think he said Maokai, right? Maokai. Okay, that's a good one. Uh, But you've given a lot of good advice there. That's good, important to keep your, you know, your mental intact, right? Yeah, I mean, especially in solo game. Yeah, (laughs) it's pretty easy to destroy. All right, so that's been it for this Top Lane Week edition of the Chat podcast. I want to thank Fnatic and especially Soaz and Broxa for joining me. Thanks again, gentlemen.
1: No, oh,
0: thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> it was pretty really fun. Liking to hear those stories. Okay, well, we'll see you guys next time. But for now, we're signing off. So goodbye from me. See ya.
2: Bye-bye.